Charlie, wake up! Yeah, Charlie, you silly sleepyhead, wake up! Hello, we are the Bloopcast, and my name is James. I'm Johan. And I'm Rob. But the question is, why are we called the Bloopcast? Yes, Charlie! Yes! Yes, Charlie! We're going to Candy Mountain, Charlie! Brilliant. Yeah, Candy Mountain, right. Today, we are discussing Charlie the Unicorn. The infamous YouTube video, watched by 68 million people originally, uh, released in 2006, and then it was re-released officially by its own creator in 2008. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. But yes, Charlie the Unicorn follows the adventures of three unicorns, the titular grey unicorn Charlie, and a pink and blue unicorn as they travel around the world, with pink and blue just constantly tormenting Charlie with really, really weird stuff. <laughs> That even watching it so many years later, after having watched it as a teenager, what is happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the creation of Jason Steele, who I'm a big fan of precisely because he has an imagination, I will say that. I'm sure we'll discuss some of his other works, including Llamas with Hats. Carl! There is a dead human in our house! And Marshmallow People. So yeah, your face is pretty soft! But yes, Charlie the Unicorn is easily his most successful and most famous uh, series. So Absolutely. that's what we're discussing today. Yeah, I'm really glad that Ian recommended this. This, like, the, first of all, the total amount of content, including the parodies and bonus videos, amounted to being just an over an hour long. And first of all, that's very quick and nice and easy. I got I actually watched the whole thing like two times over, and I just felt pure joy watching it all. It's 14 years old. And I feel old. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a terrifying thing to realise that Charlie has survived basically almost all of YouTube's history, right? And the way the internet has changed in that time is startling and terrifying. Mm. And yeah, what a time to be alive, folks. <laughs> Back in my day, you know, the good old days. <laughs> the interesting thing, we'll get into with like when we discuss like, how we discovered this stuff. But yeah, this was my first time watching Charlie the Unicorn. I this has completely passed me by until now. So yeah, my thoughts are gonna be a bit different to Ewan and James's, I imagine, because this is going off my like initial reactions. I'm honestly impressed that mm. you avoided it because there was a period from like around 2007 or 8 when, or 2008 to 2010, you couldn't avoid this series, at least for me. So I'm, I'm impressed that you managed to just not even come across it. Literally even my brother knows about it and he's not into like, you know, a lot of the online cartoons like I am and mm. a lot of my friends. I don't think I've known many people that don't know about Charlie Unicorn. It was like a big craze at one point. Yeah. Was, well, I'm, you know, never too late, I'd say. Well, should I go into how I discovered the series? Cause I feel like we should just get straight into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Please do. It was a friend of mine, we were in art class at school, because that this is how long ago it was, but it must have been around like 2008, 2009, and I remember a friend of mine just started saying the most bizarre thing. He started saying in a very high-pitched voice, 
Charlie, we gotta go to Candy Mountain, Charlie. Come on, Charlie. <laughs> and it created this image in my brain of like a giant Candy Mountain, like, a, you know, I just have this distinct memory of this big candy, like mountain made of candy, uh, kind of like the chocolate land that Homer goes to in The Simpsons. Mmm, the land of chocolate. You know, I just wondered, what the hell is, what are you talking about? And he said, oh, it's this video on YouTube. And at that point, I was probably still like, what the hell is YouTube? You know, like, it, <laughs> but it was this weird thing. You, you'd, you'd plug up the old dial-up and you'd wait 12 minutes for the internet to kick in. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I watched this very strange little video where a pink and a blue unicorn torment a grey unicorn and then steal his kidney, which really scared me as even, even as a teenager, I was kind of freaked out by that. I like, it's kind of a off kilter sense of humor, you know, it's quite dark, but it's all done in this kind of very lighthearted, fun, silly way. So yeah, anyway, so I, 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 that was how I discovered it, it was through my friend, and then I basically never stopped watching Charlie the Unicorn, or I never stopped watching, so at the time, I think his name went, he went by Secret Agent Bob, this is how old I am internet-wise, but that was his name, now he goes by Film Cow, because that's the name of the channel, but the real creator is a guy called Jason Steele, and Jason Steele is probably one of the most consistently absurd weird internet creators going today like he rivals people david like firth. Uh, david firth with salad sa yeah yeah salad fingers don't hug me i'm scared people like that he definitely rivals them in terms of the weirdness factor of his work and i've literally been watching his stuff since yeah 2009 or something like that so it's been a good long adventure i've had with jason Steele and all this time so there was a recently charlie the unicorn had a big finale as we'll discuss later that needed a kickstarter to create and i followed the kickstarter from the get-go oh, wow. literally from the first trade from the first trailer in like 2016 or something right up until the actual creation of the finale which was like the end of 2019 and then the finale was kind of put out piece by piece during 2020, 2021, and then it finally finished at the end of last year, or the end of this, or the beginning of this year, around that time. So it's been a real adventure, and yeah, like six years <laughs> I've been waiting for the finale for Charlie the Unicorn. Wow, I, I had it's been a hell of a ride. I had no idea that was a Kickstarter. Yeah, I think Ewan is a film cow fan. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? I, I don't know the names of every single weird cartoon character he's created. Now let me tell you all about Bino the Elephant. Meredith, I've sent an elephant to hell. Science stuff, you wouldn't understand. Uh, or President, <laughs> President Taft's Pony Brigade. Uh, maybe the generals were right. Maybe a pony brigade isn't a good idea. Or, <laughs> or uh, Barack, <laughs> Barack what is Obama's this Terrible Secret. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Detective Hearts of America. Like, anyway. No, you showed me that one. Oh, oh, was that your house? Are you like, James, you must watch this. You've got to watch this. It's the greatest thing you'll ever see. Detective Heart of America, saving the day. He gets a boner from freedom. Now let me hear you say, America. 
I want you to remind me to bring this up later, but there was uh, the stuff about David Firth and all that and about the mm. absurdism. Keep that to one side because I wrote a very good point about that. But yeah, 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 no, of course. Obviously, we want to introduce ourselves to the thing. Rob, do you want to go ahead and talk about how you got introduced to it? So, I think I heard the name Charlie's Unicorn before, but never watched it. But I think I got it confused with Lambs of Hats, which I didn't know until now was made by the same person, people. But I all remember that was Alarm going, Carl, that kills people. Oh, oh, Carl. wow. I, I, I didn't know that. How could you not know that? Yeah, I'm in the wrong here. I suck. That's literally all I remember of that. But yeah, I think... Terrifying. Because the thing you said you came out, was it around 2006? For years, I wasn't allowed access to YouTube as a, like, a teenager because my parents were quite strict about that. I guess because it's like anyone can upload anything to YouTube and there's stuff on there that's not appropriate for teenagers and, of course, younger siblings as well. So it wasn't until I was about 15, 16 when I got my own laptop that I got YouTube access. And I didn't really watch much original animation on YouTube outside of Tom Scar's Astor stuff. Yeah. And a and handful of David Firth stuff, namely Solid Fingers and Dog of Man, which I was shown by a member of a band I was in. And it was Dog of Man is terrifying so cool. and hilarious at the same time. It's so great. You'd have a true friend if you had your own tumor. Love what I watched on YouTube. Well, it's still kind of what. what what I watch on YouTube is a lot of, I guess, comedy review videos, named like video game stuff like Normal Boots and Hidden Block creators like Kadikarus, Brutal Moose, Peanut Butter Gamer, The Completionist, and John Tron before he went off the deep end and became a white supremacist, but I digress. So, <laughs> yeah, Charlie the Unicorn. <laughs> so, yeah, Charlie the Unicorn completely passed me by until you and suggested it for the podcast. It's fascinating that you knew about llamas with hats. But you, you never came across Charlie the Unicorn. That's so interesting. Because, yeah, like, Llamas with Hats is another yeah. one of the big ones. Yeah. And that also got its own big finale, which I don't know if you realise, Rob, but that yeah. had a... I'm familiar with. Horrific ending, which is great. <laughs> I only saw the first one, and oh I my God. and literally I just remember that one line, Carl, that kills people, and one of the llamas had a gun. Yeah. Carl, there's a dead human in our house. Oh, oh hey, I didn't put that there. <laughs> We're already getting into the fact that, like... I love it. I don't know what it is about Jason Steele's imagination, but he comes up with the most, like, quotable things ever. Like, just... I can't even say they're, oh. like, comedy. It's just... It's just bizarre in the best way possible I, I love it why did you kill this person carl i do not kill people that is that is my least favorite thing to do it's the same kind of thing as astov which is kind mm. of unrelated but i remember when those videos were like really massive i would have oh, whole yeah. conversations yeah. with people where we would just quote astov at each other we wouldn't have a conversation about the videos we'd just be quoting the videos at each other i like trains yeah exactly do, do you know, before i Go into my story, actually. I want to build up on that because I think there was a time when we were growing up when these cartoons were, like, kind of quoted around the place and there was mm. almost, like, a bit of a fan culture for it. Yeah. It was, like, everywhere in Comic-Con. It was everywhere all over the internet. There was forums for it. And it, I remember it very vividly in high school. Everyone was quoting Asdaf, Charlie the Unicorn, Llamas with Hats, Salad Fingers. Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared as well. I like um, Rusty I mean... Spoons. Hello, I like Rusty Spoons. <laughs> I, I mean, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared is probably not animated, but it's still... There was a very creative... I want to call it a, like a renaissance almost like, on the internet where like people were just kind of making these weird 
quotable things that like were very short, very low budget, but also very memorable to this day. So I like. I'm, I'm oh, very, I'm very oh, happy. That that's another up. one I watched. Mm. Um, another one I watched. Um, I've just remembered um, Weeble stuff. He did the Badger yeah. song and uh, look at my horse. My horse is amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that stuff is amazing. I loved all that growing up. Um, I'm very happy that I got to grow up with all that stuff. It's it's sad because I think it's partly because interests change, but also algorithms change as well. So now that content's less geared up. And also, uh, a lot of this does stem from the fact that, you know, it was all from Newgrounds. And Newgrounds, it, uh, sadly, is no, no, not as successful as it used to be now that the internet's quite unified. And now it's you're... still around. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's still not around. Dead. They're still kicking, but it's... I don't think as many people use it as they, especially animators, don't sure, use it as sure. much as they used to, and it's a bit hard to yeah. make a career out of it. Basically, it's, I, I love Newgrounds even to this day, I still use it, but at the same time, it's very different, the internet now. With Newgrounds, I guess because it was that era when it was before, like, Google bought YouTube, and it was before there was this kind of, mm. you know, I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh my god, it was so much better in the old days. Well, I mean, it was, no. but no, I, what I mean is that, like, <laughs> but the, the but the thing was, was that in those days, it was more of an issue of like, you know, YouTube wasn't as big and the bigger it got, the more money it cost to run. And, you know, so there are reasons why yeah. these big purchases happen. So I don't want to be like, oh my God, I don't understand why YouTube's not the same as it was. Like, I get it. it you know, it makes sense. But it is sad. Yeah. It is sad that that, that mm. moment of, yeah, like pure internet anarchy can't really exist in the same way at least not on youtube but then i will say look you know there's an entire yeah, new prison. internet culture on on tiktok like there are websites mm. out there i'm not gonna be like Oof. but it's true like you know we like we're old and we grew up on youtube but teenagers now they're all about tiktok yeah. now you know mm. and that, and they'll be talking about tiktok in Absolutely. 10 years time one thing i liked about the era of youtube is someone could just make like the dumbest video like one of my favorite videos from that era is one called heavy metal farm it's literally a farmer singing a metal song you can upload a dumb mm. video like that and it will just go viral mm. that's, yeah, but that then brings true. me into the next point that the fact that like because as you say anyone could do it and i think people realized that it became oversaturated as well and i think that's why there was a time where there was so much of it everywhere and now it's all something that's been seen before and, and doesn't have the special charm whereas with charlie the unicorn no one had ever seen anything like that before until then you know that greatest freak out ever video with the kids freaking out about getting his warcraft account cancelled Okay, my mom just cancelled my brother's uh, World of Warcraft account and he is freaking out. He's still making videos. Before it was like, you can't question, is this real or fake? And as the videos have gone on, it's like, it's more obvious that, yeah, this is, he's just acting, it's not real. And it kind of loses its charm, I guess. Yeah. I should probably jump in and introduce how I got into Charlie the Unicorn now, actually. I was introduced to it when I was really young in high school. So probably around the same time that you got introduced to it, actually. So I had discovered YouTube, and I had used YouTube for other things that are not as creative. So like, I'd be watching kind of videos about video games, uh, looking up trailers, looking up Machinima as well. Machinima was like one thing I watched a lot of when I was younger. But then I got into vlogging as well. So I, I started getting introduced to vloggers and creators, content creators that are kind of sitting in front of the character and personalities and all that. There was a very, 
during when I was growing up, I want to say it's probably around 2009 to 2012, there was a big vlogging culture. Oh, you mean like Ray William Johnson and stuff like that? No, not Ray William Johnson. I mean, yes, that was going on at the same time, but I wasn't really watching him in particular. It's more the British side of it. So, like, Dan is not on fire. Amazing film. Charlie is so cool. Yeah, that's where it brings me in. Ultimately, culminating in Charlie So Cool Like, who was my favourite one at the time, and everyone's favourite at the time. He was like the most subscribed British YouTuber at one point, I want to say. And he made all these silly videos in his house, just like little goofy videos of him in front of the camera. And he made one about Charlie the Unicorn. And the video is called Charlie is Not a Unicorn. And literally, you can still watch this video. It's 14 years old. It's on YouTube to this day. And it's about Charlie just like sitting in front of the camera, trying to do a normal vlog saying like, hey guys, you know, I'm Charlie so cool, like, etc. How's your day? But then the voices from Charlie the Unicorn come in and you hear like, Charlie. And then like, Charlie is so cool. It's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to go to Candy Mountain and stuff like that. He's like actually interacting with the characters. Come with us to Candy. How, how many times do I have to tell you? I'm not that Charlie. I'm not a, I'm not a bloody unicorn, alright? And it ends with him getting his kidney taken out as well. Uh, so you can watch that online. Nice. But yeah, that's how I got that's introduced great. to it. So I was like, what, 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 what is this weird Charlie the Unicorn film? Because he was clearly referring to something that I didn't really know about. I was like, well, everyone was commenting on the video saying like, oh... He's referring to Charlie the Unicorn. So I looked it up and then suddenly found Charlie the Unicorn 1, 2 and 3 and realised that like this is a, like an, a weird cartoon thing and then kind of like you and I just kind of watched through them and then was just completely flabbergasted and amused by this surreal cartoon. But yeah, that's my story really. That's amazing. Between Charlie <laughs> is so cool, like Charlie the Unicorn and Charlie bit my finger, there was a lot of Charlies going on in those days of the early internet. <laughs> the organization of Charlies. Oh my god. <laughs> so Charlie the Unicorn himself as a character literally has the worst time and a large <laughs> part of the humor of the show. Uh, <laughs> especially in the especially in the first four episodes depend on him suffering miserably. Yeah. Go away! I'm tired of the horrible things that happen when you're around. You know, it's not a new thing. Like, Squidward and Spongebob is the same sort of thing. Like, this kind of, like, guy that's just trying to live a normal day and then, like, obviously some, like, Spongebob and Patrick will show up and then cause him misery. And then, obviously, the audience will sadistically find that quite funny. But, you know, it's the same sort of thing. Do you know what today is? A nice Squidward day. Ah, no, silly. That's on the 15th! Just like, I just want a nap or something, and then you get yeah. like two crazy idiots just like a, kind of Candy Mountain Charlie! That's a very good comparison, actually, yeah, that, that pink and blue are SpongeBob and Patrick to, to Charlie's. Although, <laughs> much more sadistic. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, I love yeah, that first yeah. video. It's really short and sweet, and Charlie just wants to nap, and then the two, other two unicorns come along, like, Candy Mountain, let's go to Candy Mountain! And Charlie's. He kind of reminds you of Bojack Horseman a bit. He's just like, <laughs> oh, he's kind yeah. of, oh, go away. I want a nap. Candy Mountain yeah. is not real. Shun the non-believer. Shun the non-believer. Shun. Shun. And you all think it's just like kind of innocent. These two unicorns just tracking Charlie on this adventure. Mm. And then at the very end, they lock him in this like candy <laughs> mountain, which... I don't think it's even really a candy mountain. No. Go inside the candy mountain cave, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. Go inside the cave. Magical wonders are to behold when you enter. And then he wakes up and he's like, 
oh, they stole my kidney. Yeah. And I just, like, I just won that tryst so out of nowhere. But I was like, this is messed up. But this is brilliant. It's, it's very comparable to Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, where it's done as like this child-friendly, very kiddie format thing. Like, oh, look at the cute little yeah. unicorns. Isn't this so cute? And then it like hits you with, oh, and then they steal his kidney. <laughs> It's, it's that, like really brings scary me... and horrific. Yeah, Absolutely. No, that's what, uh, why I wanted to say keep hold of that point uh, I said earlier, because I remember watching this cartoon along with a bunch of other cartoons, like as you've mentioned, David Firth and the Newgrounds animations. And they, they generally left a disturbing impression upon me when I was younger, because mm. before accessing the internet, I hadn't watched any adult cartoons. I had mostly watched like cartoons on telly, and they're mostly kind of kids' cartoons. And they kind of, it would never go too far, as it were. Yeah. But then when I got discovered the internet, I was just kind of introduced to a lot of cartoons that were presented like kind of innocent kids' cartoons, but then go horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah, they kind of, um. they, they kind of it kind of opened your eyes to a whole new world of comedy and and media in general. Like, yeah, because yeah, we I think I think it, I but, had a similar thing where like the internet, there's like a cutoff point between like kid me that watched like cartoons on TV. And then teenage me discovering this weird and messed up world on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. But in a way, what they probably done is that they presented these cartoons in a way that is kind of like the innocent kids cartoons you'd watch. But it lures you into the dark bit where like, I don't know, Charlie Newcorn gets his kidney taken out. And it's yeah. a bit like, oh, yeah. wow. Okay. No, well, the whole like that's film cows, you know, Jason Steele's whole thing is like with llamas with hats as well and marshmallow people like they're presented in this kind of cute yeah. cutesy cartoony way and you go, "Oh, that's great." And then the very beginning of Llamas with Hats, you've got a dead corpse on the floor and and yeah, like yeah. and the llama going like, "Carl, there's a dead body in here." You know. <laughs> it's the same thing with Don't Hug Me I'm Scared and everything as yeah. well, like yeah. that same, yeah. You raise a good point, James, about the, the adult animation because there's a big one big thing that I really don't like is there's a lot of adult animation that's all like these like raunchy animated comedies where it's got like excessive like dirty humour and swearing and just over the top violence and talk about stuff like Rick and Morty yeah. and Big Mouth and it's, like, it's just like needless and yeah. but Charlie Unicorn doesn't really fall into that trap because yes, there's like like moments of violence, and it's definitely not for kids. It's got quite it's like a lot of the humor is very dark humor. I'm not even gonna ask how I'm still alive, cause you know what I think? I think I died long ago, and you two are my eternal punishment. You're like a constant downer, huh? It's not like we've got like blood and guts splattered everywhere to the point it's just unpleasant to watch, like which I think Family Guy does yeah. a lot. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're that's right, one. Right. Charlie Unicorn avoids that. No, I'm nodding my head at literally everything you're saying. Like, you've, you're raising a very major issue, I think, with a lot of adult animation right now, is that it's just too much, it's too excessive. Even things like Rick and Morty, as you mentioned, and Final Space. I, I mean, there are things I like about Final Space, for instance, uh, and then also Family Guy, American Dan, and all that. They kind of are too far. They kind of throw the grotesque in your face. Um, and whereas things like Charlie the Unicorn is kind of subtle and there's kind of a bit of wit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, I 100% agree with that. Speaking of kind of like the fact that it, does, it doesn't go too far, it, it's important to remember mm. that Charlie the Unicorn, or like important to realise that Charlie the Unicorn was originally created as a birthday present for Jason Steele's <laughs> mum. 
so th- this is really please so tell the story behind this because this is fascinating <laughs> so basically this is actually really sweet and it kind of says a lot about the series so jason is from florida as as you'll hear in some of his videos i love how, the way he says orlando florida that's our rabbit filmed in front of a live studio audience in orlando florida but he's from florida <laughs> And he was caught up in Hurricane Katrina. So it was a pretty horrific event. He lost everything. This is true. Like, Jason talked about this and how awful it was. He lost everything. But the problem was with that was that he couldn't afford anything for his mum's birthday. So his mum suggested, well, why don't you just make a cute little cartoon? Because you can do those for free on your computer sort of thing. So Jason made... Charlie the Unicorn is just this kind of weird video birthday present for his mum. And it's literally, I think in the first video it even says like dedicated to, it's not his mum's name, but it's something along those lines. It's fascinating that Charlie the Unicorn was born oh, from oh, disaster. I love him. <laughs> I, love, I love Jason. He's, he just sounds amazing. He's really sweet. <laughs> like if anyone wants to chat to Jason, you can literally just go onto his video game let's play thing that he does literally every night. Every night for us British people, I'm sure it's not nighttime in America, but yeah, no, go on the Let's Play, you can chat to him there. It's it's wild, like, me, he chats every day. You gotta link me to that, <laughs> I, actually, I didn't know he did that. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. Me as well. He, he plays really obscure, like, incredibly obscure games, like games that you've 100% not heard of, which is kind of impressive. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, wow. it's great. <laughs> Anyway, Charlie became a big internet phenomenon. Charlie was, or Jason was courted by Hot Topic and Adult Swim, amongst other things, and part of YouTube Live. They did a video for that. YouTube Live, Charlie! It's where the internet and real life combine in 3D! Oh my god, if the internet leaks into real life, everywhere you look, fat guys will be falling over in slow motion, cats will be doing people things, Rick Astley will make a comeback! Never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down! It has begun! Oh my god, it's raining chocolate! (laughs) It's Rick Astley, run! We'll talk about the, I think it's the Hot Topic video, actually teases something that becomes a big thing in the finale. But yeah, like, it it is a fascinating, like, time capsule of internet culture that Charlie the Unicorn, yeah, like, was... It kind of reminds me of how David Firth, like, did cartoons for the BBC at one point. Like, for the the Michelin... Mm. Did not know that. Yeah, the Michelin web show had cartoons by David Firth. You just think, wow, the internet was so interesting and different back then, and now it's become so corporatized which yeah fair enough yeah, jerry jackson like for, with the bbc at one point as well yes yeah like that jerry jackson david firth talked about how like jackson was banned from Newgrounds for being too offensive and then jerry jackson was allowed to be broadcast on the bbc and then of course charlie the unicorn jason created a little parody series called charlie te unicron i was about to mention that <laughs> yeah oh I, I was like what because you told me I needed to watch this, and I was like, I was so confused. I'm like, why? <laughs> I think it's hilarious that he parodied his own yeah. creation. So, but I was just like, what is this? <laughs> why does this yeah. exist? Spring break! We just stole this boat! Why would you steal a boat? Who cares? God! I have an idea. What if we all made out? Well, fine! So, <laughs> so Charlie... Charlie... Ter- <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Te Unicron Sorry. 
is I think the idea was that it was basically all of these ideas that Jason was recommended, or like people would comment and say, oh, this should be what happens in the next episode sort of thing. And I think Charlie Teunicron was one person's misspelling as they suggested various ideas that he should do for a video. And so that was literally it. He, he made these videos <laughs> using audience ideas and pointing out how basically terrible most of them are. Oh, that that makes so much more sense because I was literally just like, what is I do not understand what this is. I can't distinguish between this and Charlie the Unicorn rather than the animations a bit different and it's a lot less subtle. Captain's log, Stardate 90210. Hey, why are you the captain? Why wouldn't I be? I want to be the captain. You can be Riker. I'm not Riker. You're Riker. On screen. Hey, that's my job, Riker. Oh my god, I hate you. Good afternoon. Welcome to space. Are you ready to surrender your starship? Are you ready to surrender your face? Well, if you're not going to surrender, I guess I'll just have to make you a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got two points to make <laughs> to address both of what things that both of you have said, basically. So to Rob, my first comment around Charlie Tay Unicorn is, wow, what the F? That's literally my first note. I don't know why I wrote that. But, um, the, but, but going on to what Ian was saying about the commenters, like how Jason took inspiration from the YouTube comments itself. To be honest, the energy of these videos remind me of video game voice chat on like Gmod. I used to play Gmod back in the day and other Valve games where basically people would just spout complete nonsense in the chat. But it also reminds me of the Sonic the Hedgehog dub memes that we keep like sharing to each other. Nice. Where like just yeah. like I miss my wife tales sort of things, you know, um just complete <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> I miss my wife tales. <laughs> I miss her a lot. I'll be back. Yeah, I should... can't really say much else beyond that. We should explain that that's Dr. Eggman saying, I miss my wife tales. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. There was an amusing Star Trek moment, and then they butchered the millipede for some reason. And then obviously you got the Banana King going, I bleed the banana blood! We should talk about the musical numbers, because I feel like that's, like you mentioned yeah. the millipede and of course the Banana King, mm. and it's the way that every song is kind of a banger. <laughs> like, they, they're really, yeah. yes. they're really One catchy thing I want to say about. <laughs> Oh, when you're down and looking for some cheering up, then just head right on up to the Candy Mountain Cave. When you get inside, you'll find yourself a cheery lamb, such a happy and joy-filled and perky merry lamb. Yes, they mm. are. All throughout this week, I've had a lot of these songs like, Put a banana in your ear. Put a banana in your ear. A banana in my ear. Put a ripe banana right into your favorite ear. It's true. Says who? So true. Once it's in your gloom, will disappear. The bad in the world is hard to hear. When in your ear, a banana cheers. Ear going from my head and all sellers. I am the millipede. I am a millipede. I am amazing. I command you to gaze upon my face. You'll never find someone charming as I am. I'm the swankiest bug out in space. <laughs> but I think one thing I want to say about the songs is the the sea creature rap in the third one. Longfish, blackfish, alligator, icefish, overhead, hammerhead, anaconda, flathead, manta ray, stingray, fang tooth, moray, gobble jar, grass car, brown river, bat ray, noodlefish, hagfish, man of war, ladyfish, black eel, baby seal, sprat coy, electric eel, lamprey, petrarate, yellow widget, moray, seven shark, sleepy shark, featherback, and eagle ray. Reminded yeah. me of the poker rap from the Pokemon anime, which I'm not really? sure if, it was in, if, it, if that was intentional or not. Oh, that's For me, it reminded me of Under the 
It reminded me of Under the Sea and Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a weird. No, no it's just the way he was seal. wrapping all these secrets. Reminded me of how the poker rap was literally wrapping through all the lines of his poker, going like Pikachu. Yeah. Electro Dinklet, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Tanta, Fero, Pidgey, King Jolteon, Dragonite, Gastly, Ponytama, Boreon, Poliwrath, Butterfree. But all of the songs, which is fascinating, is that they all—they're all built around a central theme, which is basically telling so charlie we should talk about charlie charlie is a grumpy old unicorn he's he's fed up of these two annoying pink and blue unicorns which in the first video you kind of think oh maybe they're just annoying and then at the end they steal his kidney and it's like oh okay no 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 <laughs> there's a reason he's so grumpy around them because they're horrible uh <laughs> but yeah but the, all of the songs are basically all about how you should be happy be happy, damn it. But it's like a really mm. passive aggressive, like happiness. You know, it's like the Banana King is like, put a banana in your ear. You know, you will never be happy if you live your life in fear. You know, and it's like constantly telling Charlie, you've got to be happy now. Be happy. Yeah. And it's like, mm. why? That's... My life is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> does, does Jason yeah. genuinely love like musicals and Disney films? Because I get the impression that like he must have taken some influence from them. Like, I, so. I mean, obviously they're, yeah. they're a parody. Of, yeah, I I know that I Jason got, got know. Jason got into animation because he was a really big fan of Terry Gilliam's animations in Monty Python. Uh, oh, and they started rejoicing. I can see <laughs> the influence. Beyond the forest, they met Lancelot and Galahad, and there was much rejoicing. In the frozen land of Nador, they were forced to eat Robin's minstrels. And there was much rejoicing. Well, the kind of, the very And then still... the animator suddenly had a heart attack. Sorry, Karen. Yeah, yeah, but in the very... <laughs> the fact that the characters are generally, they're very still apart from, like, moving lips sort of thing. Like, they never really articulate beyond that so there's a very specific yeah. style there yeah the animation reminded me of early adult swim stuff like aqua teen hunger force mm. <laughs> the duck they ride on in china unicorn 3 just has like a blood tear coming out of its eye for some reason oh my God. i don't know why <laughs> like there's blood coming out of its oh, eye yeah. <laughs> yeah so when i first watched all these i was like i because these are all available in like a one hour long youtube compila compilation so mm. I first watched them all in a row, and when I first watched them, I was like, "Okay, this is funny." But as it went, as I, as I saw the next couple, like three or yeah, two or three, I was like, "Okay," I was kind of like, "This is kind of samey watching it all in one sitting because the, all the yeah, videos are yeah. kind of like the same kind of formula. It's like sure, the, sure. Um, these unicorns show up and get Charlie to go on an adventure." Charlie goes on an adventure and finds out the unicorns are messing with him and do something incredibly messed up to him. And I was like, I did kind of, but on the fourth one, I kind of clocked that he, Charlie was aware of the formula. He was like, I'm not doing this. Every time I'm with you, something bad happens to you. You did it, Charlie! You defeated the millipede! It just exploded like everything does when it sings to me! And the unicorns are like, Charlie, if you do this one thing, we'll leave you alone. And it turns out they're trying to blow him up, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, uh, <laughs> and poor, poor I later thought, yeah. oh yeah, Starfish is brilliant. But yeah, I yeah. later decided maybe I should watch them all individually, see if they play differently. And I found it much more palatable watching them one at a time rather than trying to watch them all in one go. I think maybe it's because mm. I, I'm a newcomer and I've never seen this before. But yeah, it works better in, 
in individual chunks rather than watching it all for like an hour. I did the exact opposite. <laughs> I just watched the whole thing as like a weird, deranged film, to be honest. <laughs> Which is, I still, I, I enjoyed it. I watched like the finale i watched that as piecemeal episodes which i don't think you can you can even do that anymore because he's put them all together into one video but originally those were their own episodes that then ended with a song and so and then he ah. went on to the next one yeah yeah no it, it mm. wasn't it wasn't a full movie originally i'm saving internet history guys by recording this uh. <laughs> i want to say it's kind of a minimalist look kind of like to the cartoon it's clearly deliberate alongside all the bad animation there's actually some really good like really great animations particularly in the song numbers but the unicorns throughout the series remain consistently weirdly animated whilst yeah. the animation yeah always they stick out like a sore thumb but yeah yeah i think it kind of works it all kind of blends together pretty well i think for the most part jason's animation you can tell that the quality increases bet between each episode like the animations where it's clear that he's actually putting in effort the animation is clearly getting better between each episode whereas funnily enough like the, the unicorns are still like kind of suspended in time as the same kind of minimalist animation which i thought was quite yeah. interesting i want to say the millipede almost caused his computer to catch fire i remember some story about that because of like, <laughs> all, all, all of the millions of little legs that are moving at the same time like it's a really impressive bit of animation that's the hilarious thing about jason and film cow as a production company i guess is that it all looks deceptively really cheap the way that he does everything but you can tell that there's clearly a lot of work that goes into everything he does which is really cool. Like, I recommend Detective Heart of America, the feature film, which is literally all done with, like, stuffed toys and puppets, and, like, the main character is a ceramic eagle. Uh, <laughs> like, it's impressive <laughs> how well done it actually is. Anyway. Chugga, 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 shoo, shoo. Let's talk about the finale. Why did... Oh, wait, wait, no, before we do that, can we just say, why do all the antagonists and weird godlike creatures explode all the time? Is because that... they're... We well, we, sh we... Yeah, we do find out, but we need to talk about the finale to discover that. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Right. So, the finale, we get introduced to some new characters, including the wandering sorcerer person called Nyx, N-Y-X. It's just Nyx. Excuse me? My name is Nyx. Nick? No, Nyx, N-Y-X. Nyx, N-Y-X. Who's like a weird... Is Nyx a pangolin? I think Nyx is a pangolin or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's some kind of weird animal like that. <laughs> the one I liked was the um, hippo. I like the hippo man. Oh my like, god. I think it's a... Yeah, it's the hippo man. He's Mass like, love. Can we harness this? Um, not for evil, <laughs> but for money. That was like yeah. my favourite line in the whole Charlie Unicorn. Can we harness this siphon? No. I mean for money, not evil. Money. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so basically, the story of the finale is that this pangolin wandering wizard person or scholar called Nyx goes to this temple that's, or this kind of castle that's protected by, what are they called? The, uh, the Order of Tutelary Weasels. Oh, uh, oh yeah, the Order of the Weasels. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Order of the Tutelary Weasels, who are, of course the people who require to protect the tower. Nyx, are you aware that this tower is possibly, but not definitively, extremely dangerous and bad? Yes, I am well versed in the scrolls that describe this tower as a weapon of unimaginable destruction. Then you understand why it must be protected every hour of every day by an order of weasels. I... 
understand why it requires protection, yes. And they accidentally release an ancient evil upon the world when they open some magical doors. And it's a horrifying story of basically the entire world being destroyed by this giant cube monster. And at the same time as this finale is happening, Charlie and the pink and blue unicorns are kind of just going on their weird, messed up adventures like they usually do. Yeah. Until he, the two stories come together. And they're messing with Charlie because I know they make Charlie think he's a snowman. They're like, <laughs> are you sure you're really you? Because we stole your kidney and horn and put it on the snowman. Ever since yeah. then, you've been dead. You are the snowman now. The sad grey unicorn known as Charlie died out in the snow. The snowman then was given Charlie's memories and continued on in his place. What? No, that's... It's all been the snowman since then. It's all been the snowman. Wait a minute, that's the, the choo-choo show. That's before I even saw the snowman. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, so you've got this kind of big fantasy story happening where, like, this cube yeah. monster is going around murdering mess love and all of these like various magical creatures and poor Nyx who's just trying to like stop it and at the same time you've got the wacky hijinks of Charlie the Unicorn and friends like the two stories of course they do eventually converge and it's this amazing plot twist I guess which we'll get into but I just wanted to mention as well before we get into the the plot twist I want to mention Norwell the passive-aggressive tutelary weasel who is probably my favorite character if not in the whole Charlie the Unicorn series at least definitely in the finale I guess I'll assemble the council then even though it's very late uh th thank you god it's so dark and late i can wait until morning if it's more convenient mm, too late now i've already started the council assembly process here they come oh wow they're getting very wet and they look extremely tired sorry i'm sorry don't worry about it it's just a huge hassle yeah norwell and the weasels they all remind me of red wall to be honest like the, the order <laughs> of the weasels and like norwell they're just like i don't know like as you said it does feel like they imbued like a massive fantasy plot in it and it did feel more yeah. like yeah i don't know i just thought it kind of resonated like with me with like red wall and so i thought it was quite neat um, oh, 100%. Especially yeah, the fact that they are all like anthropomorphic animals. It is like completely yeah. red wall territory. Obviously, I'm coming at this from a different perspective as someone who's watching this all for the first time. But when I was first watching the finale, I, I was feeling this is way too long. Why is it this long? And that, like, I thought a lot of it was funny, but I just thought maybe I would have liked it more if it was like six or seven minutes long, long rather than 40 minutes especially after watching like 20 minutes worth beforehand yeah but I did try watching it in isolation and yeah I did find it a little bit funny but I did feel maybe it could have been a bit leaner maybe well I think again yeah. it, com it comes down to the fact that it was originally released as various shorts you weren't supposed to watch it all as one big thing but yeah anyway that's how it used to be I guess and they've they've changed it up they've switched what? it up now so you can't watch the original videos or maybe you can maybe someone's yeah. uploaded them somewhere but yeah I want to just note that there was a time gap between this finale and the original Charlie Unicorn episodes that came out I want to say like I can't remember how long it was, but did you say it was four years, Ewan? Like, four to six years, yeah. Yeah, four to six years. Can I just say there's something really Lynchian about all of this, like David Lynch-esque, about, like, you know, the whole series is kind of dreamlike, uh, and that makes it really yeah. sinister, and it seems childish and surreal, occasionally nightmarish, you feel almost unsafe, 
watching it. Uh, David Lynch made a similar cartoon once called Dumbland, which you can watch on YouTube for free, which has a similar sort of thing where it's kind of goofy and surreal, and you feel very unsafe watching it. Hey, you got any mail for me? Sorry, no mail for you. Oh, yeah? Well, I got two letters for you. F you, stamp licker. Mm. But the grand finale is kind of like the film, like film cow equivalent of Twin Peaks The Return a little bit. Like, the bits when... It is a bit, Okay, yeah. I will be in... <laughs> yeah, I will go into it in a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I think now I'm prepared to go into spoilers, but I just wanted to open in uh, with that in mind before we begin. Okay, if you don't want to hear, like, what happens, go watch the finale, it's great, but now we're going to talk about spoilers, so if you want to keep listening, keep listening, but we're going to talk spoilers now. So, yeah, pink and blue are demons. Shock horror. <laughs> <laughs> that like, actually makes more sense when you go back and watch them. Yeah. And yeah. see 100%. how they torment Charlie and how, they, how they're always like, floating around. Like, Charlie doesn't really do anything supernatural. These unicorns are always floating around doing weird supernatural. Like, the weirdest supernatural thing yeah. that, ha- that Charlie can do is the, a portal comes out of him at the start of the second one. Uh, and then the pink and blue unicorn say, See the Banana King and you can fix it. Then it turns out Charlie is the Banana King. But I think the thing mm. with that, again, I think, I think all of that is still just them messing with him. Like, I don't think he actually does create that portal. I think that is just pink and blue. Freaking yeah. him out and making him yeah. think that he has an interdimensional portal in his back, and they make him the Banana King so they can rob him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can steal his TV. <laughs> There's a big time gap. A thousand years, I think, wasn't it? Yes, and I think it's worth us noting the kind of bonus video that kind of indicated that Jason actually f- had this whole plot going on all along. There was a was it like a YouTube video. live video, wasn't it? Hot, hot topic. It was a hot topic advert that they were doing. Or, or it was like a pitch for yeah. a topic advert. Yeah. There's a whole thing in that where Pink and Blue are freaking out about Charlie talking to the weasel. And the weasel appears and it's like this grand old like wizard weasel talking about like this horrible thing that happened 10,000 years ago. And then like he immediately gets killed by Pink and Blue. Don't talk to the weasel! What weasel? And yay, for on this day, 10,000 years ago, a force of evil sovereign... Charlie, get down! And then we cut from Nyx's story, so Nyx the pangolin, who causes the horrible cube monster to arrive and murder everyone. We then cut to 10,000 years later with Charlie, where we discover that the horrible cube thing was in fact pink and blue, and it's amazing, because <laughs> it makes complete sense in the story. Before we move on from the sort of like bonus YouTube videos, there is another bonus video where they reference Tom Scar, who you and I have actually met in real life a couple of times already. He's kind of like a content creator slash fogger who made the Asdaf movies. So he's actually referenced in a official Charlie Unicorn video. Look over there, it's Tom Scar. Hello, I'm Tom Scar, Crumpets Big Ben the Queen. And over there is Jack and Dean. Hello, I'm Jack and Dean. Limey shilling fanny knickers. And there's Dan and Phil. Hey, cheers. Is everyone here from England? No, just the good ones. They also reference Rick Rowling when it was like an actual thing. And Angela oh, yes. Marbles and stuff like that. I just, I don't know, it felt like a weird time capsule to that point of time in YouTube. So it 100, it 100% is, yeah. Like, totally. Yeah. It's, it's very early days of the YouTube world. Oh, and there's a wizard Charlie's unicorn inside the portal as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a capitalist, I think. He is a capitalist, yeah. But yes, let's talk about Charlie the Unicorn, the capitalist wizard. 
<laughs> so basically, it turns out that pink and blue were a, a, like originally chaos spirits or demons or fairies that were then captured and imprisoned in these cube things by a capitalist wizard called Charlie the Unicorn. And so towards the end of the story, there's been this whole build-up of Charlie needing to get all these magical items to be able to enter this portal. And then it turns out he was able to get in because he's also called Charlie the Unicorn, which is probably one of the funniest twists in the entire show. My name is Charlie too, and I'm also a unicorn. I think I found a loophole in my security system. But yes, basically the entire plot is about capitalism. You were all tricked. It's all capitalism, baby. Basically talking about how capitalism is causing the end of the world. We all love it. We all love a bit of satire here. It's all good stuff. You know who's the best customer in the world? I do not. The military. You know what's the most lucrative product in the world? I also do not know that. Labor. Especially when the laborer isn't protected by any labor laws. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> There's a bit where they go to the sea city where the, yes. basically the cube has come to and they basically turn around and their response to this the cube death thingy is actually quite accurate to like, you know, a realistic response to literal evil. Like it feels satirical. Like they basically say like, Oh yeah, no, you can have control of our shitty for the next ten years until we die. And you know, it kinda of, I don't know why, but that kinda of reminds me how we give out our data to evil corporations and like shrug off global warming, like, yeah. That'll only have a huge impact for like, you know, in 10, from 10 or 20 years from now. They gave me 100,000 gold coins and the promise not to attack Sea City, City of the Sea, for 10 years. In exchange for all our geographic and surveillance data. Ah. It's win-win, baby. Win-win. What happens in 10 years? We die, I guess. But that's in 10 years. Plenty of time to spend all that gold. I just feel like that response is just like, yeah, that's how people act. <laughs> But James, they, they gave them 100,000 gold coins. So it's okay that they've doomed the but world I, to die because they gave know. them 100,000 gold <laughs> coins. <laughs> but like, but in 10 yeah. years from now, they'll probably die. And they're just like, whoa, you know, we'll deal with they'll that. They'll all be murdered, comes, but that's you know, fine. That's plenty of time it, to spend know, the gold. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was a good, like... Invest it all in NFTs. I know. <laughs> What? Disclaimer, love... Rob Thay hates NFTs and thinks they are the dumbest thing ever. So the does Jason Steele, by the way. Um, He's made it very clear he is not interested. Oh, good. I like the sock puppet. Oh my god, yeah. So there's the temple of the cat. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. And it has a sock puppet. It's full of furries and weird stuff, but I, I like the sock puppet. I think it was a nice little addition. What, why, why is the story? What, mm. what is the whole situation with the cat temple? I don't quite fully understand it, but... Maybe I'm not meant to, I don't know. It's just another creation of the demons to freak out Charlie. It's like the reason why everything explodes, I think is literally just because Pink and Blue find it funny to like have these characters yeah. sing a fun little song and then they explode yeah. in, in Charlie's face. It's like deliberately off-putting and messed up, you know? Oh, speaking of things that like, that this is an internet time capsule of, this is the only recording of the phrase YOLO you will ever hear in today's culture. This is all we have of it left is in a video of Charlie the Unicorn. YOLO! But uh, uh, yeah, Starfish comes back. So Starfish is Charlie's lover. Starfish! I wanna be with you forever! And he comes to save the day and save Charlie's life, which is nice. That's always good. The bits when Starfish does freeze, like freezes time, that stuff reminds me of like, of the red room sequences of Twin Peaks a little bit, where it's all kind of dreamlike and weird. Be careful with this spicy girl, she might- She might what? Why did everything stop? Is this what she might do? Charlie, my love, my sweet! Starfish, you're looking 
awful, just really bad. Uh, basically, mm. like, it's only something that Charlie is experiencing, whereas yeah. the other characters are not. In fact, there's a point I want to make about the bug aliens, which we haven't talked about just yet, but I yeah. think we should jump, you know, talk about them a bit more before I uh, make that point. Another fun thing, I guess, is that, like, the millipedes in episode four, like, they, they, they establish later on that apparently space in, in the finale, space is just full of bugs. So it makes sense that the millipede was hanging out <laughs> on the moon the whole time. And then they blew up the moon. Or the yes, blue and pink unicorns. Maybe that's why they blew up. They did. They wanted to get rid of the bugs. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, they were they were wiping out all the various races and all the various people. Yeah. No, it, it's really creepy that when pink and blue, when they think they've killed Charlie at the end of episode four, they do immediately go. Okay, who's next? You know, so there is this kind of understanding <laughs> that they are just yeah. going going around tormenting mm. the last people left. There's fun, some fun continuity between like, the early ones. Cause one thing I noticed was that in the um, third one, like because in, obviously at the end of the first one he loses his kidney, in the third one it shows up again on this snowman. And then the, at the start of the fourth one, he's got a bandage on his horn from when the yeah. pink and blue unicorns ripped it off to put on the snowman. That's great. I did notice that as well. One thing I wanted to say, kind of coming back to how all of the songs are about how you need to be happy... Mm. I really like that at the end, Charlie gets his own song, which is a reprise of a song from the beginning of the finale. But yeah, the entire thing is literally him being like, why the hell should I be happy when you're all treating me like crap and the world is horrible? Charlie the Unicorn, happy thoughts, best not to look around. Charlie the Unicorn, now hold still while somebody stabs you in the gut. Everyone is smiling and I've got a frown But why should I smile as they toss me around? I'm told the issue is inside my head As they make a world that is withered and dead And it's like a very good point about how like, I guess in this capitalist world, especially as, as the show is, is all about that It is this world where like, we are encouraged to be happy all the time even in the face of like really awful things and it's like charlie is here being like actually it's okay to be grumpy when things are going horribly it's a completely normal reaction and it's great that charlie eventually defeats mm. the villains <laughs> by by continuing to be miserable so yes one, a great one thing i'll say is like my ultimate takeaway from charlie unicorn is the quote from the song is like, everyone is smiling, but you've got a frown, Charlie the Unicorn. For me, this is like the ultimate takeaway. Charlie the Unicorn is, you know, forced to think happy thoughts and be happy and have adventures yeah. and be go-lucky in a world that is literally insane, dark and just full of suffering and existential cosmic indifference. There, I mean, there is no god in Charlie the Unicorn as far as I'm concerned. If there is one, yeah. then oh boy. There is no god! But to, to, to quote Charlie, <laughs> Charlie and Bloom... <laughs> Uh, to quote Charlie and Blue when Pink's head comes off, at, like, comes off basically and starts spouting pink goo, Charlie goes, why is that happening? And then Blue goes, why does anything happen? And then Charlie goes, hmm. Yeah. See, I, this, a lot of this went over my head when I watched it. I, I just thought it was like just pure insanity. I didn't really pick up on any kind of things. I just thought it was just insanity and a hint of nightmare fuel. Nah, there's a method to the madness. It's 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 got real kind of writing behind it. It's like it. with Twin it's Peaks, great. that is kind of the essence of it, is that it's a surreal, absurdist bit of entertainment that has a mm. deeper meaning if you like scrutinise it a bit. In fact, I don't know if this is deliberate, and mm. I welcome people to disagree yeah. with me, and I encourage anyone that's listening to turn around and say, no, this is wrong. 
But the bug aliens in the finale literally do say to Nyx, don't tell him about the owls. They're actually bugs. Owls are bugs? Yeah, they look a little like birds, but actually they're bugs. But that is not important right now. Okay. And in, <laughs> and <laughs> in Twin Peaks, yeah. the owls are not what they seem. So I don't know if that's deliberate or not, but I want to think it is. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, a weasel marries a coat and sings a song about it. A coat with a face. Brand new shiny coat. They looked at me with their smooth coat body and said, I've led a hard life as a coat. I'm not actually new. I'm an old coat. If I look new, it's because we are in love. That's right, you and me. We're in love, you and a coat, me. My father is dead. Oh, one last thing, it's the last, uh, two last comments. Funny enough, the bugs actually do remind me of God a little bit. Uh, and like, kind of like the Watcher from Marvel comics a little bit. They're, they're a high and mighty species that don't interfere, but but as a sort of kind of twist to that, they basically just downright say that they don't interfere because it's scary. So it just kind of indicates that they're just pathetic yeah. kind of, sent, like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was quite an amusing little parody. Yeah. And I would like to finally say rest in peace to Luca the cat. I hope I said the name right. Yeah, poor Luca. Yeah. Luca died of the kitty cancers, as Jason would say. Yeah, Luca also features in a number of videos by Jason, including Charlie the Yannicorn, which is a whole other video uh, starring uh, Luca. <laughs> What was this? Charlie the Anacorn is another Jason video. This is it, another it's thing. real. I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah, and it stars Star Catfish, I think. But yeah, that's Luca. Is it, like just Luca's face just imprinted on Starfish, and they go around having weird adventures as Star Catfish eats a ghost. Star Catfish, wake up, my friend. Oh, hey there, Yanni Corn. Is it morning already? Indeed, it is, little face. It's time to go on adventures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, we're wrapping up. I think I think this is as far as we can go in the madness. <laughs> so, James, what are we talking yes. about next time? I'm glad you asked, Rob. So, the thing that what we're talking about next time in the next episode of the Bluecast is none other than Redwall, which I've mentioned in this podcast already. A very exciting fantasy story written by Brian Jakes, an author from Liverpool. That has been adapted into multiple different things, actually. It's been adapted into a cartoon show. It's been adapted into a graphic novel. It's been adapted into a video game. It's been adapted into a movie for Netflix. And I think they're making another cartoon show for it as well. But it's an amazing high fantasy story involving anthropomorphic animals that talk, following the tradition of, like, you know, watership down and animals of farthing wood and stuff like that. It's very exciting, very magical, very fun, very Arthurian. I just... I love it. I grew up with it. I'm just, ah, I'm, I, I have a lot of things I want to say about it, but we will jump into it in the next one. So, Thank you for listening to Bloobcast. We've been Rob, James and Ewan. You can find all of our episodes on bloobcast.com. We're also available on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We also have a YouTube channel where we produce shorter episodes called Blooblets, where we discuss the latest news in popular culture. You can find us on social media with at bluecastpod on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Please like, follow, and subscribe so you can get the latest updates on new episodes. We also have an email address, which is bloopcast.outlook.com. So if you have any feedback or want to suggest things for us to review in our future episodes, please feel free to drop us an email and you'll get a shout-out on the next episode. Please also rate and review us on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. More engagement helps us a lot. And finally, please share the podcast amongst your friends and family. Help spread the word so that the Bloopcast empire can become strong and mighty. Until next time, the blue cast bids you farewell. Until next time. Quick, Charlie, grab onto our tongues. Aww. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Bye. 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 What are you two doing? Stop that!